13 away from five, Jason Wall's chief political reporter with us. Hi, Jason. Hi, Heather. So finally, Charlotte gets an apology. But more, more importantly, this government apologised for something. I know. I was. Um, it, it got me out. <laughs> it came out of nowhere, basically. Chris Hipkins decided to publicly apologize to Charlotte Bellis at 7:30 this morning. There it was, sitting in my inbox. A statement from Chris Hipkins, months and months and months after the saga first erupted. So, just basically to recap, in January, Charlotte Bellis wrote an opinion piece for the Herald, highlighting her plight of not being able to get back to New Zealand because of the MIQ lottery system. And at the time, she was pregnant, living in Afghanistan. Now, you'll remember there was an absolute, absolute uproar to this. I mean, it was the biggest story in the whole country. And it got to the point where the government was clearly in damage control mode over this. At the time, Hitkins released a statement claiming, among a number of other things, that the government had um, offered consular assistance twice and um, to Charlotte Ballas um, when she was overseas, um, but she hadn't responded. As it turned out, that wasn't true. Um, and Hipkins admitted that in a statement this morning. He's admitted his error and he apologized also for including personal information in his statement. Now, here's the twist. He sent her an, a, a personal apology on March 15th, so th about three months ago, but we didn't get an apology publicly until today. Why is that? Well, here's his version of the events. Yeah, look, there was some information in, in, that got lost in translation and being communicated to me. Uh, I accept responsibility for that, though, so that, you know, that's my responsibility, and hence I, I have apologised to her for that. So it took three months because there was a, something lost in translation? Uh, no, it did not take three months. I mean, I had corrected the record well before that, but she wanted a public apology. I think that's very reasonable. Uh, so we negotiated with her the, the public apology that has been released today. Succinctly tell us why. I'm just. I just want to work out three months. Why did it take three months? How could it have possibly taken that long to find out or figure out the wording? Uh, look, ultimately there was some uh, discussion between lawyers uh, that took a wee while to get to that point. So he's blaming officials for a mix-up with information, then says sorry to Charlotte after this enormous backlash and partisan hacks dragging her through the coals for daring to question, question the government's policy. Then lawyers deliberated for about three months before the government decided on the right wording to clear her name. It doesn't really sound very kind to me. Did, did they have to pay her anything? Well, Hipkins said this morning, no, there was no settlement. But I wonder about what was negotiated in this three months' time. No money changed hands. What was the Prime Minister's oracle of kindness? What was the Prime Minister's reaction? Well, she said the an apology is important, quote, an acknowledgement of what the minister got wrong. So she's really pointing it back to him. So will she go one step further and apologize herself? There was a written apology and then obviously some back and forth around a public apology. But the most important thing is that there's been an acknowledgement that the minister got things wrong. And when that happens, we do need to acknowledge that. Do you offer, a, should you give an apology given that you're the head of the government and the box stops with you? Well, I think ultimately what we are, you know, really addressing here is that there was information shared um, that shouldn't have been and that was inaccurate and so ultimately let's let's apologize for what actually occurred that's what the minister has done will you apologize for that I obviously the minister has apologized as a minister in the government we've all acknowledged that uh, that what happened shouldn't have and he's apologized for it so no apology from the prime minister on this or the um, the MIQ stuff that happened or, earlier or in the week either or anything, yeah, or anything ever in the history of the world. Um, Chris Luxon, I see, has an opinion piece that's just hit the Herald about an hour and a bit ago. What's in that? 
Yeah, well, surprise, surprise, he's having a crack at the government over law and order. He's speaking specifically about the reported ceasefire between the tribesmen and the killer bees. According to the Herald, that agreement is dependent on the killer bees members not wearing their gang patches in parts of South Auckland and Otara. He's um, doubly, he basically, Luxon's doubling down on National's promise to ban gang patches across the country. But new police minister Chris Hipkins, after sort of unceremoniously making his start in the House yesterday, not taking questions from National's Mark Mitchell. He got some today, um, and Hipkins um, fired back at National over gun crime, saying that they have a bad track record when it comes to getting things done when they were in office. Mr Speaker, one of the things this government is absolutely committed to doing is making sure that when we make commitments around policing, we deliver on them. I note, I note that something like firearms protection orders, for example, were promised in 2014 and not delivered. They were then promised again in 2016 and not delivered. Our government's actually going to deliver them. So no ceasefire between National and Labour today. <laughs> Chris Hipkins using the word our government and deliver. The phrase our government will deliver is just hilarious. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, Jason. Jason Walls, Chief Political Reporter. Look, I apologise. I'm feeling very cynical today. Sorry about that. Seven away from five.